Hi, you're listening to the Rain City Jerks podcast. It's recorded in a basement apartment in Seattle, Washington by two nearly 40-year-old stand-up comedians. Cool, I know. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. We're going to blow your mind today. Stay tuned. Jerks! There's no talk to it. And that, That's not... That's not okay. That's the the second date. We're recording at at the beach. Are we recording? Yeah, just jump into it. Okay, yeah. So this was the second date, and he shows up. This is when he was like the yogurt queen heir or the yogurt king heir or what have you. That was that stage of your life. My yogurt salesman days. We've talked about that many times on the show. And right, he shows up, and we go down the beach, and we hang out, and I'm like, let's make a fire. And I just thought it was a neat idea to make a fire. And as we're leaving, we're seeing signs everywhere that say no fires, no fires, no fires. And then as we're leaving the park, um, the police are um, shutting the gate and giving everyone tickets because no one was supposed to stay that late. Um, And so no sparks after hanging out on the beach. Yeah. But people were like, so we, 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 we drive, we drive away, you know, that's like me and her and then maybe a dozen other people who were at this, what was it? The Shoreline Beach Park. Yeah. The Shoreline Beach Park in North Seattle. After dark, um, you know, we all kind of drive up to the main gate, but it's closed and locked. But there's enough space on the side of the gate that some people are trying to, like, drive their car up and over the embankment and get past this gate. And, it, you know, three or four people get by fine, and that emboldens the rest to just go for it, and then a guy gets stuck. Uh-oh. And his car is just stuck between like the gate and a wall on this embankment, and then the cops show up to let us all out and hand out tickets. Hand out tickets. I never got a ticket. They were like, "Where are you staying?" And I'm like, "I'm a traveling yogurt salesman." And they're like, "That sounds made up." I'm like, "You are made up." One time, uh, me and my friends we were visiting a uh, graveyard in Massachusetts okay colloquially known as a spider gate graveyard and because the wrought iron gate kind of looks like a spider web and um, <clears throat> you're not supposed to be in there and so the cops come and it's a whole ordeal we get in trouble but then at the time I'm a I, I'm a merchant marine and I have to go to New York the next day to like mm-hmm. catch my boat and I tell them this they're they're like trying to like hold us up for like Sure. For a long time. As much as they can. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, you know, I got to meet my boat tomorrow. And they're like, oh, you're a merchant marine. And just like, just like fast tracked us out of there. Oh, yeah. It was like, I was, I've never felt like more, uh, I don't think they understood what I was saying to them. I think they thought I was like actually in the military. Did they thank you for your service? They might have. They should have. They might have. I'm going to thank you for your service right now. I used thank to get you for military, your service. I used to get military discounts with that card, even though it wasn't like really in the military. Well, no, nobody knows what the merchant marines are. Right, exactly. They just say marines, and they're like, oh, this guy looks like a roughneck. Right, and my card said U.S. Coast Guard around it, so yeah. I could get military discounts on my, my train rides. There you go. So today, we're with Rain, this is the Rain City Jerks podcast. Thank you for tuning in again today. Jay brought a friend. Jay, who is your friend? Uh, my friend is Leonora Russell. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. One of my oldest friends in Seattle uh, she's really weird. I would say that she's as weird as uh, both me and Jack are together, combined or individually. In, in, individually, okay, okay, M- maybe. I, th- I bet there's a lot of things about herself that I don't know that might push her over the top. Uh, and I don't know. I, I think there might be a different scale of like male to female weirdness. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Uh. Kelly, do you, uh, Leo, do you, do you think you're weird or is this a, this a mischaracterization? Um, we were just talking about this before we started. Um, so I feel like I'm normal. Like for me, what I do and how I think feels normal, but I've never fit in. So I guess that makes me weird. That yeah. is the definition of weird. Yeah. An odd but, ball. But I just, I'm against that. I just feel like everyone else is weird. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the weird things that you see people do around you? Um, yeah, what do you think is weird? I don't know. Like, I think the things that people pay attention to and think are important are dumb. And so I think that that's weird. Like, okay. So, Can you hold the microphone a little bit closer? Sure. Great. Thank you. Um, I just, I find that the majority of people I find really dumb in terms of how they operate and roll through the world and how they do their thing. And 
And so I think I'm one of those strange types that in terms of like leading my little revolution that I'm leading, I do it from a place of like love, but from a distance, like I'm on a mountaintop somewhere and I like love the people, but from a distance, like in a picture. Okay. But I'm, to actually be up front and close with people is like painfully excruciating. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a term out there and just tell me if this resonates with you. What year were you born? Uh, 78. Okay. Star child. Does it, does this resonate with you at all? You mean like the people that came through that are like indigo children? Yeah. Well, this the second wave of indigo children. I yeah. see. What about them? I'm saying, does it resonate with you? Would you ascribe yourself to this group? Um, I don't know. This weird guy once said to me, I think an alien like came into your body. Sometimes like if a fetus dies inside the mother, then the alien can take over the fetus's body and you mm-hmm. get born on this plane, but you're like not really a human. Right. And for a minute, I felt like maybe. Like, so, you, so you were the fetus. That died. You died, and now you've got the, the like meat, an, the meat my body, physical body. The meat died. body is the fetus that died. The, yeah. The inside is uh, Arcturian. Exactly. Got that astral travel. Exactly. You're, you're like. Uh, so what's what's this revolution you got going on? <laughs> well, I'd like it to be an army of psychedelic warriors. But, okay. But so far, it's an army of misfits. And, I think those are two in the same thing. <laughs> okay. And then I'd like it also to be maybe a separate army. It could be the same army of like female Amazon warriors who are also a psychedelic army. I haven't quite figured that out. Okay. Gender specific on that one. Well, I just, I, I, there have been no big women armies recently in human history. And I just, I'm feeling like it's time. <laughs> So. Is there a height requirement for big women, or is it big women in, no. inside? In no, the, the, the size of the army is big. The women can be a variety yeah, of sizes. I want a large army. But you said Amazonian, which impl- oh, which I implies like, that they're large. I just meant like they're they're they they're work here for to, Amazon. They're here to kick ass. That's okay, you can be small and and vicious. Sure, you can bite people. You know? Yeah, that's There's true. This is primarily the type of woman I date. <laughs> I can agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. That is funny. It's also true. Didn't the Amazons have to cut off one of their tits? Yeah, so they could draw the bowstring back. I mean, did they really exist? Is this a real thing? I don't know. But that's the myth is they had to cut off one of their tits so they could, like, fire bows and arrows easier. Wow. What do they they do with all the cut-off tits, though? Uh, Because I'd take them off their hands. Puppets? Like, I would take that tit meat. I'd give them a good price. Make an acorn satchel? A fair price. A water jug, There perhaps? you go. <laughs> jug. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. One of those, like, wine. A wine skin. Yeah, a wine yeah, skin. Yeah, you took the words out of my yeah. mouth. Uh, that's cool. So, Leo, you got a new book coming out, yeah? I do. What's the, your old book? So, my old book last year was um, Black Sheep Manifesto. The, okay. bla- the Black Sheep Manifesto. Um, and this one is titled, Yes, That White Woman Wants Your Baby, Stories from the Field of Social Work. So that, that one's about to come out. Are you a social worker? I was. You were. And did you steal people's babies? I did. Okay. <laughs> Where'd you put them? I mean... Better, better homes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're just like a soldier in that system. Uh, what drove you to want to get into social work? Um, I think I've always been about helping people. Like that's been my, my drive and my ambition, um, as far as like my career. So, okay. Okay. So I did that for a long time. How long? Uh, 18 years. Uh, can you give us a little preview from your time? That's a long time. That's longer than a lot of people have been alive. Yeah. Uh, not us, but some yeah, people. Our demographics don't usually skew that low, but you know that's a chunk of time for sure. Uh, I, I would say that people under 18 maybe shouldn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Not without parental supervision. Uh, give us a little preview of your new book, and uh, can you tell us some, some weird stories from social work? And does the title come from something specific? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I've been that white woman who wants to adopt like kids and predominantly the kids that are in the system are often like brown or black. So I think there are a lot of white foster families out there and so forth. But, um, I had one particular instance where I had a little black girl that I wanted to remove from the white foster parents and the white foster parents made a um, complaint against the office of civil rights and so I got investigated for, like, reverse racism against the white foster parents for wanting to remove the little black girl. 
Um, and so the department decided to just kiss ass with the family and just keep the girl there, even though she was miserable. And they kept like telling the family, like, we're not going to take the little black girl away. Like this will never happen. And just, um, the black mom that was trying to get her baby back, like she get kept being told like the system's fair and the system's equal, but in reality it wasn't. So my book kind of makes fun of the whole system, but kind of in a black humor kind of way so that it's a little bit more palatable than mm. like, you're fucked, we're taking your baby. You know what I mean? So the book is kind of like for the parents, but also from the perspective of like making fun of the entire system. Okay. Yeah. How many pages is it? Um, it's like 160. Um, like one of the things it goes through is it goes through a description of each thing. So like social workers and meetings and lawyers and CASAs and that kind of thing. It just it just makes fun of like the little old lady that ends up like watching a Lifetime movie about the black mom that loses her baby and thinks like, oh, I, I could do that. I could take babies from black moms, you know. <laughs> so she gets inspired to be a CASA. And that's, that's what is they, a CASA. That's a court appointed special uh, special advocate. It's the voice of the child. So. Oh, oh, uh. Are, are a lot of children wrongfully taken from their parents, or is it mostly pretty fair? So I think that's a complicated issue. I think a lot of times the parents are poor and on drugs. So should they be doing meth and their babies are smelling the meth fumes? Probably not. We, we met one of those guys last night. <laughs> um, should they be having their meth lab in their home with their babies? Probably not. Should there be 10 Rottweilers jumping all over the place and defecating everywhere and, like, leaving spoiled feces on the floor? Probably not. Only fresh feces. <laughs> and so, so you, you've seen these things. <laughs> you see, like, really horrible things. Mysteri- like, mysterious, like, every day. Yeah, mysterious stains. Like, you're going to the ghetto, man. It's, it's... C- could you take their children and their Rottweilers away? Well, what's crazy um, is that's, like, that's a nice dog. You I know. remember one time going to this guy's house late at night and I was young and they were like, just be careful. This guy was like killed someone a long time ago and, no, and like no one's seen him in years. And, you know, you just got to check him out to see if it's OK for this kid to go stay there at this apartment this weekend. But the guy was super sketchy. And the whole time I felt like he was going to slam the door behind me and that was going to be it. So, you know. What's that? Have you run into many hairy situations where someone did slam a door behind you? Um, no, I just felt like some parents were like they had a knife behind their back that they had just told little like Maria, like maybe like a nice little Mexican family, like Maria, you tell the nice social worker that everything's fine, right? Got it, or you're gonna make you know meet the knife. <laughs> okay, maybe met the knife before. I know, man. <laughs> So no one's ever, like, pulled a gun or a knife on you in the field? Um, not that I can recall. There's so many instances that you just somehow, like, blank out, you know? Yeah. It's so insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so crazy. So, um, so, so social workers need their own social workers at they, this point. No, they truly do. Um, I remember, like, some families, like, you would go into their home and they would be hoarders and you would hear ahead of time that they were hoarders. Like, some, yeah. somewhere in these piles, there might be a child, you know? <laughs> You don't know, but you go into the home and there's, you just didn't realize that there were so many mountains that could happen, like in one small apartment space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've been in a hoarder house. Yeah. That's gross. I've seen them. (laughs) But potentially you could like ski off one of the piles into like another pile. You know, it's like an indoor ski route if you had the right equipment. Wow. What What about stealing white babies? There isn't a lot of stealing of white babies. Now, do you think that's because the parents, uh, are not as, uh, poor and or on drugs but or do you think it's uh some sort of situation where they're like well they're white they can keep their kid well i think a lot of it is just plain old money because like the families on mercer island never get called in but they like rape and molest and you know do bad stuff to their kids too but it's just there's probably more right Right. i'm assuming they're really raping those kids over there so um but there's just so so much money and so much uh drugs over there and it's like its own isolated little one percent world yeah yeah that literally you would go to mercer island and there'd be like 10 white stay-at-home moms like walking the kids across this one road to the main school my son went to school over there so i know this and then i would go to like my social work job and there'd be like a little six-year-old black girl that like has to walk like this whole freeway beside like whizzing cars to get home do you know what i mean and you're like, it's a total, you know, wealth discrepancy. Right. Mm. What about, what do you know about Mercer Island dirt? Like what, who, what kind of drugs? Are there some like adrenochrome, eyes wide shut parties going on over there? 
I don't know. There could be underground um, tunnels. I would imagine if you're wealthy enough to build like a safe room. Do you know what I mean? Sure. You mm. could also build some underground bunkers. And who knows? You could probably have children that you have brought to you by a private submarine dropped off. And you could have your sex slaves right there. Start them at three. I mean. It, it, Man, I got to get a submarine. Who knows? Do you think that uh, sex trafficking submarines are coming through Union Bay and going into Lake Washington? And <laughs> yeah, um, dude, Bill Bill Gates's house is right there. Dude was on Jeffrey Epstein's flight. You're probably right. Yeah, he, submarine is nothing for that guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is this, this is the first time I've given it um, serious thought? Okay. I, I mean, I've thought more about the drugs out there. That there's so much drugs out there. There are. You know this. Right. I, I never think about Mercer Island. Oh, really? Well, they're, they're all on prescription drugs. Well, sure. Like, they can just have their doctor write, you know, Zans and Perks and yeah. whatever they want. Yeah, they, who provides the soccer moms drugs out there? Like, there is there a meth lab on Mercer Island? You think they're on meth, not coke? No, I don't think there's a meth lab out there. No, no. no they, they, they've got access. No, they truck it in from, like, Renton. They or, truck mm-hmm. it in. Yeah. You're right. You're right. The finest meth from Spanaway. Yeah. <laughs> they get, like, a, a you know... A, a tree service to come in. Yeah. You buy a tree service and they sell you meth. Man, I, I wish I could buy meth from like a biker still and that they called it Crank. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. It's in the Banditos or like the Hells Angels. You know, he'd kill me when I looked at him sideways. But he's had good meth. Crank. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, right? Just yeah, just where you keep it. A, cl- a name, a nickname. Yeah. Image is everything. So what's your first book about? Um, my shitty family, uh, the Black Sheep Manifesto. Like, my mom's side of the family is just horrible. Okay. So, Were you a foster kid? No, no. I just Should felt like you have I, been a foster I, kid? I felt like I was adopted. <laughs> I kept asking my parents, like, I feel, you know, I feel like I'm adopted. I feel, you know, I don't feel like I belong here. And they're like, no, you're genetically related to us. And I, you know, just wasn't feeling it. Have you taken a 23andMe and proof? I haven't. I haven't because I feel like they collect your data. They, they do. They yeah. definitely do. <laughs> That's their business is you send them your data. Yeah. Right. No, like that de- 100% gets sent to a, right. a Chinese laboratory that So that's my only data. concern there. That's my only concern there. But, but I've already accepted at this point that I'm not, that I have not But what been do you adopted. think that that company is going to do with your data? Do you think they're going to clone you? Um, I think maybe they're looking for an answer to like the master genome like questions out there because there's so much DNA and RNA or whatever that's like unexplored mm. or unanswered. So they're getting all this free data so then they can like crack the big code. Or craft genetically specific diseases to where only Japanese people die. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, there's a lot of designer babies in China. That too. So the more like raw data material they have, they can like crisper up anything. Yeah. It's like, oh, we want them to look Chinese, but with blue eyes. God, the I, Chinese CRISPR, I love CRISPR the, so much. The Chinese scientists that came up with the babies that were naturally um, able to fight off HIV. They're smart. Yeah. That that doctor disappeared. Where'd he go? No, he no, it's China. Oh, he's dead. Well, who he knows? got he got disappeared. No, he's in an underground laboratory. He's gone. He didn't disappear. Super... He got disappeared. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. in an underground laboratory breeding like rat ogres. Yeah, well, I don't know. He did that without permission. And that was, I, for that one, welcome him. our rat ogre overlords. CRISPR. I'm, I'm. As soon as I heard about it, I was like blown away by it, and it's you know it's only getting better every single day. It only gets better, and it's wildly terrifying and no one thinks about it no one takes it seriously and uh the implications are insane leo they can create a master race and they can use ai and they can use like beyond ai that we don't even understand because it it works at like such a quadruple or you can i mean yeah and you can you know develop bodies that are built for being in space or super soldiers or like like who knows what and what's really dumb is like the the people down here the sheep the sheep down on the like the lowest level of like society like all of us like we think that they're going to tell us when when they're going to get to that point. Do no, you know what no, I mean? they've been no. at it for twenty years. Right, yeah. right. But they're like the people down here are like, oh no, they would let us know if they were creating like people to go into space. Right, it would be in or the shark news. They, yeah, they would give us a memo. <laughs> they would so, let us know if there was a breakaway. So, civilization. so what, what what sort of traits are going to go into the master race? Small, small, okay, small and lanky. So like aliens, basically. Yeah, of They're course. turning us into yeah, greys. This is how we turn into greys, for sure. Sweet. I'll take it. Genderless. 
uh, yes, right for I the have libs. To say because impulses, like imp- carnal impulses, are a huge distraction. Huge distraction, especially right, for space travel. I, I personally think that ninety percent of what we do as humans are kind of motive- motivated from that carnal, like yeah. your crotch area for sure. So if is. you get rid of all of that desire, you could you could take over the world. You could do yeah. anything. Seriously, but then who would we fuck? No, there's no point because you're not feeling a desire to fuck. It's taken away from you. But I want to fuck. No, that's that's the point. Is that's, that's what keeps point? you from taking. You have over the outdated world. DNA. Ah, well. Same guess, with me. Guess I'm on the wrong side of history. Yeah, they want again. They want you know, limber fingered, lanky tech soy boys to you know take a drop of their cum and then mix it with like a lemur mm-hmm. and train it how to do coding in zero zero degree or zero gravity and shoot it out into the depths of space. Man, this dystopia sucks. <laughs> but maybe they'll leave the earth to the old DNA barbarians like us and we could just like live in the trash heaps and scavenge like old soup or something. I think it's going to be like soylent green up in here. I think they're going to I think we're going to be the working class that are going to be like eating our dead brothers and sisters. Yeah. The ones that they target with those those um the CRISPR you know what I mean? Or whatever. The ones that they oh, the get CRISPR rid of. Diseases? Oh, no, no, no. The diseases that they target mm. to specific populations will be eating those people. Right. <laughs> just, just so long as you cook them up to 165, then then you're fine. Except for the vegans. The angry vegans get nothing. Right. I think, I think when it is happening right now and no one seems to notice or care, but when eating like bugs becomes mainstream, that's right. when we know we're fucked. Right. That's when like things have really shifted because right. like, I'm not against eating bugs. I right. think it makes a lot of sense actually. Right. But for like there to be like propaganda for you to eat bugs, right. like it lets you know that things are about to get real fucking gnarly. Right. Right. When they fished yeah. out the oceans, they're like, let's move on to bugs. Let's, let's, let's educate the public that bugs now are right. like a delicacy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, you could have a cricket farm, that could raise, you know, trillions of crickets and right. not really do much. Like right. you're not really hurting the environment. Right. And uh a friend of mine, his sister, she's in this market. She's made a line of seasoning that's made with like ground up crickets and spices and you like season your meat with it and it gives it Are like Are you being serious? One hundred percent. And she oh, well. it like adds an additional like boost of protein to it. Wow. Nuts. Yeah. No bugs. Nuts right. are good too, but but bugs. Right. Very very uh, resource intensive. Nuts are. Bugs not so much. Yeah, bugs are easy. It's like, come on, you eat a lobster. You eat a lobster. Cricket. Me- that's just a land lobster. Mealworms. Very easy to raise. Ugh, gross. Very, very easy to raise. Interesting. Grubs. Yeah, but then you dry them. You dehydrate them. Grind them up and. Yeah. Mix them into a paste with some, you know, something. Some natural flavoring. It some tastes like anything flavor. you want. Spit it out in the form of a burger and, you mm-hmm. know, maybe put like 5% beef in there or something. Sure. Yeah, man. I'm, sign me up. Bug burgers. Put a put a chip in my brain. I'll think, I'll think it was my idea to eat bug burgers. Right. Be like, hey, that sounds like a good idea. If the next iteration of cell phones was an implantable eyeball thing or mm-hmm. you know so let's just skip ahead a little bit to like black mirror you know the uh contact lenses that record everything and whatever would you do it would you that's the, that's the next jump in society and if you don't do it you're left behind would you would you do the eyeball i can't dealies? do contacts man i've tried my whole life you know like every few years i'll try to get contacts i can't poke it in my eye hmm. i'm a hardcore glasses fanatic okay so now i'm getting left behind again but I would love to have those contacts, man. You would. Making me a superhuman? Yeah. Okay. That's rad. I probably would too, but it is terrifying. Would you? Um, I don't know. I think the society is going to be divided into the like the people who, who morph into mm. something and then people who like are the Amish and they stay close to the earth. So I don't think you can just go, go like one or the other. I think you're going to have to make a choice. But do you think within our lifetime that we're going to see this like morphing into like non-human? Yeah, we got the Neuralink stuff happening. Now. It's not really happening. It's just like it, it's happening. I think it's happening. They're, they're not telling us that it's happening, but it's it's there. I mean, Elon, they're doing that to monkeys. I was going to say mean, Elon Musk has got a, some monkeys. baboons with like some lace on their brains, but like, uh, but like thirty years from now, right? Yep. The yeah. tail end of our life. Yeah. 
Yeah. But your life potentially could be elongated. Right? I would, true. I would not take it. Right. But you'll have to have money in order to make that to ha- right. happen. Yeah. Right. So if or you're poor, you could go into debt and be like a indigent immortal servant. No, so, uh, servant. Right. right. No, they would just take your organs if you couldn't pay. They're growing organs now, though. So if you have enough money, you can buy new organs. Right. It's funny they don't For grow Boston any of they don't grow any of them in Oregon. <laughs> anyway, uh, what about all right? So you get the neural link right, and then how long does it go before uh, you neural link up a eagle, and then some U.S. So, Air Force pilot in all the in te- in all Texas the meta, could like all fly the meta around. stuff all the meta stuff that's happening like how they want to do a meta universe and what yeah. have you that's getting you prepared to be okay with being in your apartment alone right, right? forever already we've got people in, with covid that are like i'm never coming out of my apartment alone anyway I'm right being alone anyway but now you're going to be prepared to just make love to this piece of plastic the rest of your life right, right. so they're already preparing you to be like fuck humans why do i even need humans i don't need human touch right they are for sure I don't know, like, is anybody actually that excited for Meta? I think they have to keep telling you people are excited for Meta. Right. And then they show you pictures of people saying, oh, my God, this is so fabulous. I love it. I love it. Right? I just, it's amazing. I I think Meta tanked. Like, I think that, like, Facebook kind of dropped the bag. But someone else will that. pick it up. So oh, it, it, it'll be happening. another like 10 years yeah. until they try to do it again. But it's the metaverse. Why put your clothes on when you can sit naked at a meeting? Because the technology's not there yet. Right. Like it, it, it still sucks too much. Like you saw those metaverse like screenshots. It was just some dumb cartoon bullshit. Like PlayStation has better graphics than that. Right. And like – you know, you can put on the VR headset. You can put on, like, the VR gauntlets. Like, there's body suits for people who are super rich. But Jack hit the nail on the head. Like, it needs to be implantable. Like, you need to just kind of jack your brain right into the metaverse. So you're there. In order for it to be what the product needs to maybe be. Maybe that's the next step. Maybe it's supposed to fail right. horribly. And then and then Elon Musk is going to be like, so I've developed something very nice. We, we need the real matrix. We right. need it to be that immersive. Right. Right. Do you think we're going to get there? Do you think we'll see that in our lifetime? Someone with like a jack in the back of their skull. I think that there will be some sort of intermediary stage where like you said, it's like a contact or a glasses where it's more of like an augmented reality. I might fuck around with augmented glasses. Like it terrifies me also, but like it's also kind of cool in some yeah. ways. So then you can swipe the air when you're looking at the glasses. You can swipe. Or just do it with your eyes even. Do it with your Wait, eyes. What's happening right now when you go to Whole Foods and they say, do you want to hold oh, your isn't hand? Isn't that so go, fucking creepy? No, but like what's happening? Explain it to me. Like oh, that's done. biometric reading. Yeah. Okay, it so, like reads your fingerprints your and stuff. your DNA. No, not, no, no, it reads like your fingerprints. Yeah, it's and... not reading your DNA. So it's just got your DNA, not your DNA, but it's got your fingerprints lodged in some Yeah, it's, like, some touching, database, it's like touching yeah. your screen on your phone with your, your fingerprint. Yeah, basically. It, but they upload it into their big data system. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's got your information. Sure. I mean, so, pretty soon you're going to be able to, like, uh, I'm a known thief of Whole Foods. I love stealing from Whole Foods. Uh, I'll, I'll cop to that. And I think that pretty soon what's going to happen is... Uh, they're going to get rid of grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Just like the individual going grocery shopping. It's just going to be all delivery service mm-hmm. because then there is no shoplifting. Mm-hmm. And it saves them a fortune. And they don't have to hire nearly as many people, saves them a fortune. And then they just hire more delivery drivers and you just get what you get. You don't get to pick out your stuff individually anymore. Mm-hmm. And it will be sold as a convenience because you don't have to leave your house. Just get what you want delivered to your your meta, yeah. meta dorm spend more time working for your employer you don't have to leave right and i think i think grocery stores are going to go away that's sad oh no it's true i truly see that because i've been down to target downtown and it's just like horrific to see like how many people are stealing and how they just got rid of all of the tellers yeah yeah, and I, you, I think it's great. I encourage this behavior, by the way. But this is like letting us know Armageddon. I mean, in fact, before I got here, there was someone that shot someone right like a block away from where I'm living in downtown Seattle. Well, Today? you live you live right by Pioneer Square, though. Anyway, someone sh- uh, shot someone again, and it was a bullet, and it hit someone's flesh. And I don't know if they died, but you know. Today. 
Yeah. 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 About an hour before I got here. But that, yeah. that, that goes on in your neighborhood all the time. Not all the time in daylight, no. I think it usually waits until nighttime on a weekend. Who knows? I don't know how many deaths on average are happening downtown. But. Oh, you probably find out. I saw an article recently that said, like, the Portland police have, like, determined that, like, most crime in Seattle has been committed by like 127 people yeah. or something. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. They're probably all my ex-clients. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention my family. Um, so my family, I feel like, is very uh, indicative of Seattle culture in general. And you can tell me if you agree with You're this You're born or not. and raised Seattle. Um, I lived away from Seattle as a kid. But my, my point is more of like having lived in Seattle for a while. You let me know if you agree with this or not. But um, I have family members that are fucked up, and I'm sure you guys can relate. You probably have family members that are fucked up. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, this particular family, they're fucked up in in their own unique way. But when it comes to conflict, I feel like people in Seattle are like, you know what? You have a drug problem. You probably should do something about that. But I'm just going to let you kind of off yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people in Seattle aren't prone to be like, man, I'm going to take those drugs away from you. And I'm going to, I'm going to kill your dealer. And I'm going to like lock all the drugs away. Like we're kind of like passive aggressive about conflict here. Does that resonate with either of you? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and can you hold the microphone up? Oh, sorry. The top of the mic. Okay. There we go. So what I was going to say is there that go. I've got this cousin who has a sheep farm, right? And she is a Mormon. Um, and what's bizarre is she's always preaching to me about how uh, she's a very devout Mormon and that Mormon women need to be very uh, subservient to their husbands and that it's of very, course. very important that the Mormon male, the father, is the leader of the family and that he really just kind of dominates and sets the structure for the family, right? Right. Meanwhile, she orders her husband around, bosses him around. Every time he tries to talk, she says, shush. <laughs> and so she's a very dominating woman, right? And she wears the pants in the family. She has the checkbook. Um, and so what's interesting is for 12 years now, my cousin has had this sheep farm. Now, her father was a very wealthy real estate investor in Seattle. He left his money in like a contract or not a contract, but a, a thing that like a thing that keeps her from having the money that she has Conservatorship. to Yeah. Yeah. So she has to go to this person um, in part because she never paid taxes. And I think he was concerned that she was going to throw the money away. So she's had a 12 year losing relationship with the sheep farm. And I mentioned it to her the other day and I said, Lisa, for 12 years, you've lost money on the sheep farm. You guys have never made money on the sheep farm. And she said, I have the premier flock in the Pacific Northwest of Icelandic sheep. Now, I don't know if you've looked around you, but it's like Armageddon. No one gives a fuck about Icelandic sheep, right? There's clearly no big. That seems like the thing you would want in Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But the thing is, my husband and I were talking about it. And like, if her husband, Steve, was a real man, he would go out there and fucking shoot those sheep because he's told her enough times, keep a few sheep for a hobby. She also has had cancer and hasn't been taking care of herself. How many sheep does she have? She has like 150. They keep mating. The thing is, she's always talking about them romantically. And I feel like she would do better with Harlequin romances about the sheep because she's always talking about them mounting one another and how Prince gazed at Dolly across the field. And that's when I get excited, right? It's never the huge losses she has every year. It's when she starts talking about the mating. Mm. Do you think she fucks the sheep? No, but no one fucks in that family. I mean, he looks miserable as fuck. The Do thing you think is, he fucks the sheep? I don't think he has that's the energy get, for anything. That's where we get chlamydia from. Is no, this is sheep. the thing is that he seems so clinically depressed. And the only thing he does, he doesn't help her with the farm at all, is he researches like flat um, earth theories on the on the computer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure someone out there needs to be researching flat earth theories. I'm sure that's an important job somewhere in this universe. Right. But if my husband was not doing anything to help me and I had cancer and I was having this out of control sheep problem. I just feel like someone needs to go in there and do something about the chaos. What What is the problem? That she's losing money with it? 12 years she's lost money with this. Also, she has a special needs son that she doesn't allow to date. Uh, he's tw- going to shoot anything. He's 29 years old. And um, and so he wanders around the farm talking about his... Uh, he's his, fucking the sheep then. About his <laughs> his rabbit that died during the heat wave this past summer. Uh-huh. Just wants and to I pet think the, the father. I think the father could have saved that sheep. I mean, the, the rabbit but that the boy talks about, the 29-year-old special needs boy. But he was on the computer researching the fucking flat earth theory. That's like literally all he does? Yeah, and the thing Where is, is that... Where do they make their money? Oh, it's conservatorship. Right. Yeah. Her. He, he, he so they're, they're, he they're fine. He can't leave her. He can't leave her because he she has in, money. He, he yeah. married into this. Right. He's, he's a kept man. It doesn't matter that man. they're losing money but on the, the sheep. Thing. Let's just say she dies. Let's say, worst case scenario, she dies because she has cancer and she seems to not be getting better and stuff. You know who the, the kind of woman that he's going to marry in a hot second? 
You think he would remarry? I think in a hot second. And do you know, I don't think he's had sex in like 20 years. Do you know what kind of woman he would marry? He would marry the kind of woman that would be like, Steve, you're so big and strong. And I just, I want to hear your theories about flat earth. Like, You think he would go to like flat earth con and like meet some like <laughs> Okay, because he's bunny? been with this woman that's been shushing him for 20 years. Steve, shush. I'm talking. Steve, at, at some level, shush. he wants that though. No, he he doesn't want to leave the money and a special needs son. So he just researches the flat earth stuff. I just, the guy seems clinically depressed. So I mentioned something about this to their daughter, Raven, who's been hiding the fact. At some point you come to an end of flat earth, right? There's only so much research. Right. Like, yeah, then you fall off the edge. Right. right. There's other conspiracies that he, that he researches that feel oh, okay. vitally important. Okay. You know, Putin and the Russian invasion. and I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah. So they have a daughter who's not special needs. The son lives on the farm and is special needs. The daughter lives up here in Seattle and only has um, affairs with old men. And it's not like she... For money? Ha- no, that's the thing. She could be with old men who have money, right? But she always chooses loser men. What's the, her number? Okay. The last loser man, the last loser, old men, old men. The last, and How she's, old is she? She's early 30s. Oh. The, the last old man but she still, got what? with, right, is a man who lied to her about having cancer. Right? So he didn't work, and he told her he had cancer. He made up having cancer. Oh, he made up having he cancer. He was a con artist, right? Okay. And so what all kind the, of cancer did he say he had? I don't know. So all okay. the time, the parents tell me, oh, it's so good that, that Raven gave up being with that bad boy, that bad man, and we got her away from that bad man. But they don't know that she's still fucking the dude, right? They don't know that she never gave up the dick with the old man. She, you, give her my number. Well, she, she, she named, needs a... Uh, Raven with like a rich mom. Like, I'm in. Okay, but the funny thing—she's looking for a replacement father because so, her father is such a such right, a wet noodle right. that she know, needs some you, other you old think, man. You would think, or maybe she just likes old man dick, right? I mean, that's but the thing that's is, fine. If you like old man dick, just own it. Own it. Tell your parents that. Be that's brave. That's a hard thing to own. But isn't it like telling your parents that by just like only banging? They can't. Old they men? can't accept that because every time I go down there, they say, "Guess what? We found a new person on the Latter Day Saints for Raven, and and we've set up a date for her, and and, and we're so excited." Oh right, they're Mormon too. I and the thing is, the girl smokes, the girl drinks, the girl smokes cigarettes. She smokes weed. Like she's not. She sounds awesome. She's not yeah. a good Mormon girl. This sounds great. And she is not demure. Like great. <laughs> like would they, you have her in your Amazonian <laughs> army? No, she she hates feminism because she's like a oh. Trump supporter. Oh, uh, well, mm, okay. <laughs> the point is, is that I said something to Raven about her mom looking like death warmed over and how her dad doesn't do shit to help her uh, mom and how I thought her father might just remarry someone that says, oh, Steve, you're so big and strong, you know, because he doesn't really care about the mom and like maybe the parents should separate or something. I just gave her some raw feedback on how her parents are losing money for 12 years on the fucking sheep farm and they're both idiots with money mm-hmm. and they're idiots with money in other areas. I'm just giving you the, guys the short in, version. Like, are they in dire straits by any means? No, because they get a little amount so every matter, month, right? Yeah. right? but they never make any money. And if you go to the farm, there's like a house sitting empty. They're going to get it fixed one day, but uh-huh. it's been like five Five years later, everything's just sitting there. So anyway, they're just poor with managing money. And I gave her all this feedback, and she um, she got really upset. And it just reminds me of Seattle, right? Because in Seattle, you can't call someone out on their shit. You can't say, "I think you're a fucking loser," and your parents make poor decisions. <laughs> and you're where is it okay to just say this to people in New York? Okay, you can just walk up to people like, "Hey, you fucking loser! Exactly, you make bad decisions. And your parents also. did a bad job. Yep. New Jersey also, your haircut and also sucks. England, they call each other cunts. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's like, but it's, it's like a polite cunt. Yeah, it's like, hey, dude, not always. You're, you're Roy Cunt now. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> See, but, that, but, but you get the gist, right? Yeah, but that's yeah, like but a term nice. of endearment. Not always. I mean, it's it's kind of a taboo. <laughs> Not just in Seattle, but in all human relationships to like... To be like, you fucking suck, Slap dude. someone with like the hardest possible truth available. I, I disagree. I feel like on the East Coast, I've had lots of people tell me, you know, straight up, like, you're a manipulative bitch. You know? <laughs> do, do you agree with that? Sometimes. I mean, it hurts. It hurts to manipulate people? No, it hurts to be told that you're a manipulative bitch. Okay. What? Why don't you just own it? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just own being? Manipulated? Why don't you just like uh, girl boss? That's so funny. Just girl boss and gaslight. I think you can take a gift like being manipulative and use it for good. Okay. Like I think. I think most. Babies? I think most people <laughs> take manipulation and they they had that skill and they use it for evil. Yeah. So like good manipulation would just be like philanthropy. 
No. It's like I'm going to manipulate you Maybe into doing you something manipulate good for you. A, a man to get money to save some children in Africa. That are dying <laughs> or something. Manipulate my girlfriend into going to the gym. <laughs> sugar, uh, sugar babying for 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 uh, the betterment of the world. <laughs> I mean, Bill Gates is trying to manipulate people into getting vaccines for good. Right. In Africa, is that that's that's is that your first one or your second one? She's got some delicious boba tea. Is that taro? It is. That's my go-to. Yeah. Uh, taro the root, not the card. Oh, both. But yeah, no, taro the root is uh, my preferred bubble tea flavor. You ever had this? She's got the tapioca pearls. There's like, you ever had the jellies? I don't like the jellies. I, I kind of like the jellies. I like the tapioca pearls. They're weird. They're like little frog eggs. Yeah. The jellies are a little too jiggly. You don't like the jiggle. You know what else? Grass jelly? Get the fuck out of here. That shit is disgusting. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I don't understand why, like, hi, Asia, I'm talking to you. That flavor is fucked up. Like, you're dumb for eating grass jelly. That It makes no sense. Dude, that's not even in, like, the bottom 50% of fucked up flavors from Asia. That's true. But grass, like... Here, let's, let's go get some duck tongue soup. I could even see that. I bet that's fine. That, I bet you could do a duck tongue soup. That would be fine. It'd be all about the the, the textures, the textures, yeah. and the and the that would be that would be a spicy thing. It would be like eating like a a brisket, I bet, maybe, or you know, just lingua, <laughs> just lingua in general. Just like it would be very tender. You'd have to slow cook the shit out of it. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe it's so small you could fry it up really like salt and pepper duck tongue, baby. Yeah, just fry it up, and it would be like a crispy little, uh, you know, morsel, morsel bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, just dip it in ranch. It's fine. Americans will love it. Poison. That's a good one. Poison. Poison sauce. But grass jelly, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Okay, I will. Uh, so you got any stories? You said when you came in, you had some stories about like some, you made some, you pushed an Asian lady over while you're on acid. No, I said, <laughs> I said, I said I recounted the story while I was on LSD and it was re- way funnier probably. Oh, okay. So this is before I found out that I had myasthenia gravis, this disease that's like makes you like have weakness in your muscles, right? And so I didn't know that I had this disease. I just didn't – I thought something was wrong with my back. I didn't know what was wrong. But I knew that I was really having a hard time getting out of the tub, right? And so my husband would help me get out of the tub. It was really embarrassing. But um, we just moved into this new apartment and I was trying to be helpful so I went up to this Japanese, like, cute little community store where they sell antiques from the Japanese community here in Seattle. And I was in the shop. And, um, and you know, when you're, like, in that place and you realize, like, you shouldn't do something, but you do it anyway? Sure. Okay. So I was, like, up here, which doesn't seems like just a normal thing. Like, you're standing up here, and that's, like, a certain level. So I'm standing up, um, you know, standing up with my feet on the ground and I make the bad decision to squat and that might not seem like a bad decision for most people but when you have this condition you know it there's no real um, guarantee that you're going to make it back up again right ah, okay and so the nice gentleman who had let me into the store meanwhile it's you know covid time so everyone's wearing masks and stuff so I'm alone in the store by myself and the nice like Japanese gentleman went to the back and I'm squatted down and I was looking at some really beautiful like delicate bone china plates like really pretty you know and I'm really you know into fashion and I was very excited and then um I couldn't get back up right and I this I was starting to panic and I didn't know what to do because anything I leaned against because my legs had just like gone like spaghetti um anything I leaned against was very delicate and and fragile and so if I leaned against it it would have caused a cascade of like pottery and dishes that would have hit another another proverbial bowl in a china totally and then all the other bookcases would have fallen on other bookcases that had all pottery and little delicate china dishes so I was fucked so I was down there like sweating bullets and I didn't know what to do because it's so embarrassing because you don't it, it doesn't makes sense because people can't look at you and be like oh you have no legs or something like they don't know that your muscles have given out and if you it's just awkward and so I didn't know what to do and the guy that had went to the back had seemed kind of weak and I didn't want to ask him like hey come help me so anyway this Japanese couple came into the shop but they couldn't see me because I was on the ground squatted down and so they came in and they were just kind of talking to one another and I just waved them down eventually and I said hello hello but I was like over in the corner you know hello you know and they mm-hmm. seemed kind of surprised and shocked to find me there 
so I said, I can't get up. And so the woman tried to help me, right? But um, but I was too heavy and too big. And so I said to her gentleman friend, I'm assuming her husband, I said, oh, can you help too? And got them both to like heave me up. And maybe it's just a lot more funny when I was on acid. But um, but it was really, it was. I felt very proud of myself for like asking for help because I didn't know how and long. And not destroying Well, how long, I didn't stuff. know how long. I was willing to just live there. I was willing to stay there. You couldn't have just like fallen on your face forward? And scooted, like, no, I don't think you understand, no muscle, it just comes and goes, but it's like no muscle. Yeah. So you're like paralyzed. I'm like paralyzed, but floppy. But then once you were up roll, on your feet, it was kind of If I get a little again. momentum on one side, I can kind of roll. <laughs> so what happened once they got you up? You were okay? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. Because, like, my legs work for walking. Just nothing going down to that level. Right, right. No deep squats. No deep squats, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a lot more funny when I was on acid. As things did. How, how much acid were you on? Were you like peaking or I, I was wasn't, it kind of... I wasn't. I was like on the beginning. I was in the beginning stages. You're on the come up. Yeah, and I, was, I had lots of stories and they were all really funny. But I think I was laughing. You know those stories that are so funny that you're just like laughing all the way through it? Because you just are cracking yourself up. Mm-hmm. Is it the acid or the story that makes it funny? I think it's all funny. Okay, okay. <laughs> it all felt funny at the time. Uh, one of Leo's favorite strategies, I've seen her do this a lot, is uh, she'll have a party or she'll invite you over to your to her house to hang out and then be like, oh, here, take this acid. <laughs> just, Again, t- just take a little acid. Yeah, I, I want to go to these parties. I yeah. want to meet these like wayward Mormon girls. Uh, That's so interesting. Yeah. He would be a good fit. Yeah, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, I gave a mushroom to a friend of mine who had never done a mushroom before. Just one? Just one. And the thing is, I think he thought it was crack. And so he's gay, but he started describing himself (laughs) as being um, straight (laughs) curious. Straight curious when he got on substances or something. So Mm. I sat down next to him. And you know when someone starts making out with you and you almost just want to make out with them just because they seem so excited about making out with anyone? Like they would make out with the couch. No. Okay. But do you ever feel like you just want to help someone because they seem so excited about making out? No. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, I just felt like I wanted to be helpful, but I, you know, I have a partner. Um, so when I sat down next to him, I was surprised that he was getting so cozy because I've always known him as being pretty Yeah, he's gay. gay. Yeah, right. He's but, safe to be around. Right. But he really seemed to think that he was like, you know, because a lot of it is the buildup in your mind. And so he was like, this is great. I love this. This is everything's beautiful. I'm, I'm just on uh, one mushroom. On one mushroom. Right. Clearly, a lot of it must have been a psychological reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how did he think that mushrooms were crack? I don't, was not, it like a pill? No, or? I'm saying is in his mind, for someone who's never done any real drugs, mm. for him, a mushroom was like a really big deal. Oh, I gotcha. Isn't I gotcha. that so sad? Like, I, I I find it hard to be around those people that like, I don't know, I just don't, I think I'm going to eat like a quarter of a tab for my first time. I think I'm going to eat like two stems and a cap. I th- and just like, no, just go. Just jump off the diving board. Just fucking do right. it, you weirdo. Like, right. You're going to have a worse time doing it this way. No, I know. Control freaks. Just eat a whole quarter. Control freaks. And they live their whole lives like that. It's so sad. It drives me crazy. It's like, well, I want to be safe. I I just want to try a half a tap. It would be doing a courtesy to them to like drag them off somewhere and just like let them be like, I don't know, explored by aliens and probed for a a month just to to loosen up. You, 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 You did that as a professional service, right? You were, do I you, do you, I personally know aliens that are gonna? Well, no, but you were a trip nanny for like a rich guy, right? You went out to his place oh, and 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 was he was like, I want to do mushrooms, oh, and I trust that, your that, experience. Yeah, we talked about this in a previous episode. No, but this this would be very, my dream job. This was a very unique experience. No, I, she she did that. She I know, got paid what, like what did you got like eight hundred bucks to do it? So I went out to Whidbey Island with this guy that flew up from California. I did the mushroom ceremony right with the three dudes. How did you meet this person? This is through a mutual friend. Okay. Remember Fred Katz? Vaguely, yes. Okay. Well, he gave oh, you Oh, yeah, a, the old a, guy. Yeah, he yeah, gave yeah. you a ride home and then told me afterward what a weird guy you were, which I... Super weird guy. <laughs> I'm not... I'm... <laughs> He's like your friend Andrew. A little weird. <laughs> yeah. He's, anyway. He couldn't stop asking me questions about penis exercises. That's I I, wa- I wasn't foisting anything on him. Because that's how I introduce people to Andrew is I'm like, he's the penis expertise, you know, expert. Yeah. 
So anyway, I went to this island and did the um, mushrooms with these people, and I thought we were all sane and on the same page. And we spent the night there, and then we started the ceremony in the morning. Turns out one of the guys just went crazy and, and said over and over again that he wanted to hug me, right? Like was having some kind of sexual reaction and then kept calling kept you. calling his girlfriend and saying, is it okay if I hug her? Is it okay if I hug her? And I was like, well, that's certainly not going to help your relationship. With yeah. You. And then at some point he decides to throw away technology, get rid of it. So he went out into the ocean naked and threw the phone into the ocean. Man, some people give drugs a bad name. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... You know, that would be my first rule, though, at... at that drug sleepaway camp, if I was going to run this, was like, give me your phone. No, I didn't know that yeah. he had this phone. I thought it had been taken from him. So mm. um, so that's note to self, take away the phone. Yeah. And also, yeah. and, and then what's crazy is afterward, this is the stuff that just blows my mind. This is like plant medicine community people for you. Afterward, there was like this whole sh- shebang about how I had thrown myself at him and how the girlfriend was now upset with me and there was all these ripples like in this art community that I was completely unaware of just because I was such an like adulteress or something. Mm. And I had done nothing, mind you. This man had threw himself at me for the entire... You mushroom homewrecker. I know. I'm a hoe. I'm a mushroom hoe. But um, it just was crazy to me. And, and, and then what he said was at some party or something, he's like, told me, he's like, well, we know that you you know, like came on to me in that ceremony or something. I'm <laughs> just like, all right, I'm sure that's what you tell your wife, you crazy fucker. <laughs> so, so you do it again. So plant medicine people is like, that's what I'm leading with the plant medicine revolution. Cause I'm doing this statewide um, initiative for a uh, psilocybin for Washington state. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I used to lead decrim nature Seattle. So that, that just successfully got entheogens decriminalized. Fun. Right, but leading in the plant medicine community is like hell in its own special way. So how so? Um, you just have like lots of know-it-alls that like come in and like want to tell you that they have lots of fancy friends with lots. How of How many money. white people with dreadlocks? Exactly. A exactly. Lot? Um, no, I think those are more in Olympia and Spokane. We're talking. Are you talking just Seattle? I'm talking about these people that want to come in and like tell you about stuff yeah that's those are like mansplaining like old men that are white that like to come in and give advice once they realize like there's no penis leading they're like oh i've got a penis and um and i've got an excel spreadsheet you know they love to talk about their excel spreadsheets okay yeah because a lot of times um when i'm leading i kind of allow people to kind of organically lead like if andrew had a great idea about something i'd say well why don't you lead that andrew you know um and i think people are tipped like looking for more of like a hierarchy like a normal hierarchy with like a man at the top and then like a vice president and do you know what I mean that's not the way that I lead what if it was a woman at the top of the hierarchy no see I'm still not into the hierarchy so you're just not into a hierarchy I'm not into the hierarchy I'm into like the chaos what if it was theory. a genderless alien I don't know if I'd be into that like Xenu uh, like Xenu yeah or what about if it was a supercomputer AI oh, I don't want that what if either. it was ALF I don't want that either. I think I want I a cult. Be a good leader. I think I want a cult of Amazon women that are leading, and the men can be there, but they just have to be helpful. We're just sperm donors. <laughs> okay. I mean, you're on. Like, I have a joke about this, and like, I this is honestly my my ideal relationship <laughs> is just to be like adopted by a, a biker gang of lesbian witches. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that is so awesome. I think that's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> He's really in touch with like, that's so. I'm very touched by that. But that he wants to be dominated by Butch Dykes. I think that's, well, at least he knows that, right? Because I think it's a, a man comfortable in his own whatever that can say that he wants that. I got my husband this underwear that has like a little like schlong pocket for like an elephant trunk. It's sure it's sheath like, underwear. Yeah, I don't know. It's an it's a. Did you get from Fredericks of Hollywood? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's very entertaining. But um, I had him do what is the OnlyFans thing? I had him do that, but we never like went any farther than the initial like couple videos. But the first videos were him because he's kind of round, going to the fridge and like getting cookies and stuff. Sure. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bunch of gay men that eventually find his OnlyFans, but it's That's fine. who finds most OnlyFans. Because he looks like a bear. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I just, I think it's, it's cool to kind of be able to be like, because for me, he's very masculine, but he's able to be like, be like a baby. You Do know? you peg your husband? I don't. No, I think that would be his first wife. Okay. Yeah. Your wife number. I'm wife number two. Two. Mm. Okay. Well, that's hopefully. Knock on wood. That's the. Last wife, yes. 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, your parties sound great. Uh, They're pretty I, good. I want to meet Raven. She sounds like a delight. That's so Raven. Yeah. I mean, come on, a girl named Raven who has a rich sheep mom. Like, this is my this is my destiny here. Yeah, what's crazy, though, is that she, like, hates Mexico. I, I told her that she could go to Mexico to get a cheap, <laughs> cheap uh, medical procedure. And she said, like, I would never go there. It's very dirty and, like, disgusting. And I'm like, but you've actually never gone to Mexico. You've actually never left the country. You know those people that, like, yeah. that decide that other countries are disgusting? Have or- you ever, decide, like, thought about, like, dosing her up or her husband up? Um, so it's not her husband, it's her parents, the, the Mormons, the, the Oh, Mormon. Raven. Oh, Raven feels this way. Raven, the daughter oh. feels this way. The one that likes old man dick. Right. No, um, I, like, have you thought about like dose- dosing the parents? Yeah. And Raven. I sure. Think, why not? I think, I think a lot about dosing a lot of people. Me too. Do you Me, really? Oh, all the time. He are talks you, about you, it a lot. But are you fixated on it? Yeah. I, I am I, too. I, w- I want to like, as a. What if that's the next revolution? I want to, as a like act of revolution, yeah. go a public to, courtesy. Go to Wall Street. Yeah. Figure out a popular coffee spot. Yep. And just work there for like two weeks. Why don't we do it, man? Just work there for two weeks and put acid in all the Wall yeah, Street dudes' like, but drinks. Really good acid. Oh, the best, like Owlsley, like CIA the best. acid. Oh my god! And just put a ton this of brilliant. just put a ton this of acid really into the financial sector exactly. of Wall Street. Or Molly, just dose them up, just candy flip them. I don't think, I don't think Molly, but yeah. Empathy. You want to elicit some empathy and just like, you know what? The stock market is fucked. And they, they just start giving money out and just like, that would be so you just awesome. break the system by dosing up a bunch of Wall Street goons. No, you just I make think... them better at being uh, capitalists. You would expand their horizons of greed. Perhaps. No. That could happen. No, I think it would be so life-changing I for think all be, of these people to do yeah. really good acid. So why not make it bigger than that and put it into the water supply? Well, oh, because of the children. Well, who cares? But that, I mean, that just gets oh. difficult because where's the water supply? Like, how much acid Nestle do you... controls all the water supply. If you that, could put it in Nestle bottles, it's just the children. Now, if you could put it in it. Nestle bottles, that would be the way to do oh, it. I know, because Nestle, like, is buying up all the water on the planet. Yeah. They're fucking the main aquifers. Yep. yep. Ruining them. Yep. We have a lot of listeners in Maine. They know what I'm talking about. They're sucking those aquifers dry. Yep. Well, that's another thing. I mean, do you guys believe in like the end of times at all? I mean, in the concept that like one day the heat death will consume the universe. Whether it's a comet, whether the elite are going to build bunkers and then just kill everyone off and then like do a land grab or, you know, what weather wars, wherever you're at with any of it. Like, so do I think bad things are going to happen in the future? Is that what you're asking? No. <laughs> do you think that we're going to run out of supplies and people who know how to eat off the land are going to survive? Yes. On a long enough timeline. Absolutely. Yes. Within your lifetime though. No, probably not. Probably not. Why not? Because I just don't see it. Happening. I don't think that it's yeah. going to accelerate that quickly. Hmm. I think it'll be a. Slow. I know. I know but you want it to happen. Don't you want to get your Armageddon skills up just nope. in case? If that happens, I want to die. Yeah, really? I want to die I, in I the first wave. Like, I don't want to survive. Why don't in this you world? learn how to start using like a an arrow and and? I don't care. There's fish. there's no benefit to that. I don't no. want. There's no point. We're okay. soft. Like you have to grow up doing that stuff in order to do it. Like well, you could still learn now. Do, but I don't do you want, think that I don't, you would I don't, survive? I don't want to. I, I I have a husband that would survive. All I need to do is have one person that knows how to survive. I don't think he would because here's what's going to happen. He's going to get a cut on his leg and it's going to get infected. Then his leg's going to rot off and you're going to die of dysentery from drinking toxic water. I don't think that's going to happen. That is the most like something like you're going to get a toothache and your jaw will rot off like that. That's how people will like it's all the rotting that he's, he's because that's very... what happens. We live that's in, what happens. Yeah. We, we live in a very clean, <laughs> sterile world. Like as soon as that net goes away, like any you get a splinter in your foot, you're fucked. OK. Yeah. No, it's uh... what he said. It, it It's a it's a conceit that a lot of like there's Armageddon types get, have. There's a reason we get that they're, they're going to make it. And te- what, about, what about the people in that um, that uh, TV show where they're naked and have to survive in the jungle or something? They get a bunch of shots before they go. Mm-hmm. And there's a medical team that follows them around. Right. M- most, most of them would die. Most of them don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Naked and afraid or alone? Yeah, mo- yeah. Most of them have a really rough go of it. <laughs> yeah. And there's people coming to check on them, being like, oh, no, you've lost too much weight. We have to get you out of here because in yeah. a week you would die. <laughs> right. 
Oh, well. Most of the, even the hard people that go out into the wilderness, like one person wins sometimes. And like, you can't do it alone either. That's the other part is like, you have to find a group of people that right? you trust. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like, we, Jay and I've talked about this numerous times. Like we live in Seattle. There's not a lot of game. There's not a lot of stuff around here. And we're just ripe for the plucking from hillbillies from Red uh, from Renton showing up with shotguns and just taking everything. Right. Yeah. I don't have a shotgun. Yeah. What am I going to do? Like, they just show up to a grocery store and like, right. no, we own this now. Right. What are you well, going to do? So the other day, my friend who's, um, whose wife um, runs uh, like the Soho Business District, um, he said that like he said that it, there was like the tenth drive-by shooting here in Seattle, but not drive-by shooting. It's the kind where you take your vehicle and you run it into the store. A ram raid. Yeah, yeah. It was like the tenth one, and that the sheriff said he's like hasn't seen this many in as quick a succession. So whether you believe we're in the end of times or not, we're in this time period where people are starting to break into being oh, yeah. more brazen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no, no that, I mean, that's... the system is definitely breaking down. I would, I would completely. Rome admit... is falling. I'll completely admit that Rome is falling. Okay. But I don't think it's the end of time per okay. se. I don't think humanity is on the precipice of like uh, extinction. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it gets just, a lot uh, worse before that happens. Okay, but what do you think about the crimes like being so brazen that they're just I Oh, because because there's you don't no have any police. There's, there's no police, there's no consequences. Right. For right, those but crimes. What, what's going to come of that? Uh nothing. Yeah, people will just keep just doing crimes. I think we might see... What happens see when it keeps getting worse? Uh, mob bosses move Civilian in. militias, maybe. Civilian militias or um, organized crime will start Organized crime. Over. We, we might see, like uh, so like in New York in the 80s when they voted... Where will you be when the organized crime takes over? Uh, I think largely unaffected unless they start taking over the nightclub industry as they're prone to do, and then in which case I would start doing comedy for mobsters, presumably, and I think I'd do okay in that market. Okay. Could you make fun of the mobsters to their face? I'd figure it out. I mean, I just wonder what would be the jokes about mobsters that you could say to their face without like getting hurt. And you know what? Like if they <laughs> if they needed They're they're not like Italian mobsters. It's not like it's not like the New York mob. <laughs> no, but these are mobsters from like, I don't know. Are, these these are these are these are going to be like uh MS13 kind of shit. MS13 people, maybe like a a, a homeless warlord who Yeah. I have a joke about that too. He does have a joke about that. Uh, dreads? Will there be dreads? Hopefully, no. They're okay. like like filth dreads, not intentional dreads. Yeah. Like matted, like pieces of fur to his chest. The, to the, the lack the, of washing. The homeless warlord is not the one we need to worry okay, about. Okay, I don't. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the organized crime will look like. But when enough law is, when the police are absent and there's rampant crime, people who own businesses will search for someone who can protect them if the police can't do that. Who yep. is that? A strong-armed yep. person who has guns for them. Yep. And then, so now you're paying protection to somebody to protect your store. And yep. now that person is making money off protection and they expand their business and you get more power and more guns and more yep. people. Yep. And now you have organized crime. Yep. So for Christmas, I went to um, have Chinese food with my husband. Mm -hmm. We went to this Chinese restaurant that historically, like, always Jews are there, and it's packed and crowded and super busy on Christmas. We went there, literally no one, no one in the restaurant, zero people, right? But outside was like a war zone, 12th and Jackson, right? There was mad drugs deals, drug deals going on, but it felt like a third world nation. You had to step over, like, dead bodies. It was crazy, right? I was really scared, but we got up there to the Chinese restaurant. Meanwhile, this Chinese person, ladies... like stepping over a dead body to make you want some general... Tao's chicken. Okay. So this Chinese lady up there is yelling at everyone, like, get out of the way, get out of the way, let him get up there, right? And there's like poop on the steps as you're walking up. It's really gross. But then when we get to the top, my husband says a comment to her about like, well, why don't you get the Chinese mafia to come in here and clean all this up? And what she said is the Chinese mafia is the one that's giving these fuckers the fentanyl. Sure. sure. Yeah. So when you talked about who's going to do all this organized, like whatever, I was like, I wonder if the Chinese mafia are going to stop. I, I, for sure. The Chinese mafia is 100% going to do something. They're, they're doing something. Yeah. We don't know what their play is. What if they're, they're secretly they're... taking over the United States? I think yeah, that's probably that's not on there. I don't know if that's the mafia. Yeah, that, that, that's just China. China? That's, just, that's China. just China. So what happens when China takes over this country? I think we've talked about this all the time. I think we'll be better run, I, We honestly. talk about this all the time. I think we'll be better run. Do you think you should learn like Mandarin now? We'll get an implant that just is some sort of like yeah. neural link 
so we don't, we don't need to start studying just like right. google google translate 3.0 yeah, that's what that'll it'll be it'll just be we'll get a universal I know, translator i don't think chinese like fat americans you know what i mean well, like we're they're not, gonna put us on a diet fat. we're not fat we're not well, fat. i'm a little chubby i got my disease thing going. and you're a woman so yeah. you've got a couple of things working against you no i'm just saying like i mean we're we're, we're, we're both a plant medicine be sh- revolutionary they're not gonna like that much either well, me and me and jack are like strong backed laborers yeah. like they're we're gonna be valuable to them we're gonna yeah. Go, and like the cobalt mines, like a, yeah, lithium yeah. mine or something. Take it's not going to be great, but <laughs> yeah, we'll it's not, a, we're not going to get the wall. We'll get right a free away. trip to Mongolia to like hand pick lithium. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be a, a feminist dance theory instructor <laughs> in the new regime. Yeah, what's this cobalt mine? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, well. Uh. No, I th- Jay and I talk about this a lot. Yeah. Uh, China is going to take over America at some point, probably in our lifetime, and I think they'll handle it. Better. It'll it'll be a soft takeover. It'll be a soft I, takeover. It's not going to be a war. It's not going to be a war. It's going to. We're going to welcome them. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to want them. We're going to say, rescue us. I mean, the fucking Biden administration is pretty. I'm not saying that they're trying to like sink America, but if. A government was trying to sink America, they would be doing a lot of the same things. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And all of these countries, they've stopped using the uh, the petrodollar. Yeah. Um, which was basically our standing on the world stage. And uh, yeah, no, none, none, yeah, none of us trust the media or the government anymore. So yeah, Rome is falling. Rome, Rome is, is falling. Rome is falling rapidly. And in front of our eyes, and most people are content to be like, nah, it's not. Oh, I should have been hoarding but guns. But why are they so content? Because they don't want to think about it. Well, because they have the internet. Do you think that maybe they're dumb? They're ignorant, I think, is the they've got word. They've got better bread and circuses than any time in yeah. history. So they're not dumb. I don't they've think just, they're necessarily dumb. I, I think they're dumb. I think that they're I dumb. I think it's a willful ignorance because it's a... It's a it's an ostrich head in the sand kind of situation. So they're just like enjoying their heroin. They're dumb and they're enjoying ignorant. their their you know eighty thousand dollars a year and prescription meds and drive a Tesla. They're so enjoy- do maybe they deserve to die? Yeah, sure. We all everyone do. deserves to die. We all do. No, no, no. But that's I mean, what's waiting that for they, all of us. They especially deserve to die. No, because I think we all deserve to die equally. Oh, We're all man. trash. Jeez. Oh, cool. Just wanted to think that some of us deserve to die less. Well, you're a manipulative bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet. You want to end it there? Yeah, let's call it this end of there. Uh, Leo, you got anything to plug? Um, What's your website? How do we get a book? Oh, uh, LeonoraRussell.org. Adapt-wa.org. Sweet. I, yep. Yeah, just go on Amazon and search uh, Leonora Russell. Yeah, yes, that white woman wants your baby. Um, I do, but I'm rarely on it. Okay. Yes, that white woman wants your baby. That's a snappy title. Yep. Yes, that white woman wants your baby. Yep. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Rain City Jerks out.